Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Crossroads Conversations. In today's show, we have Robert Mullins, I'm Ricky Kennedy, and special guest Robert Harmon, who you will be hearing from soon with his his story. We did an episode with, with Robert's story. And today, we will be discussing Psalm 103, uh, verses 1 through 5. Robert did a fantastic job on his sermon on Sunday morning. Um, just an awesome, awesome message. I'll just read Psalm 103, 1 through 5 quickly, and let's, let's discuss it. And I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Woo! Good stuff. It is very good stuff. The Psalms have, um, they teach us how to worship. They teach me how to worship. There's so much there. You know, we've been reading chronologically, obviously, and it can be overwhelming a little bit. And some people kind of skim through it. Some people kind of, you know, I, I mentioned Sunday that I'm, I'm kind of underlining things that I think would make a good song, you know, or things that I think lyrics would would ring true. And really, you could almost underline the whole thing, Ricky. It's so good. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So good. So good. So, forget not all of his benefits, all the things that God does for us. As I was looking through this, it's he, he forgives us. He heals us. He redeems us, he crowns us, and he satisfies us, and he renews us. Mm. So, Jesus forgives our sin. Right. So it says, he forgives all of your sin. And we talked about on Sunday, walking out of the house like a saint. Right. And not like a sinner. It's. I mean, it's. this is so important that we realize that Man, whatever our past looks like, it is like the bad stuff is gone. That's right. Right? We're redeemed. The word, we don't use it enough. We don't talk about it enough. The word redeemed is such an incredibly important word for a, for a believer in Christ. He's taken the old. He's made it new. He's taken the dead. He's made it alive. He redeems it. He redeems everything from our past and redeems the time makes it something that's usable and good and worthy just what he does you know um and and the one reason that he does is because he loves us Mm. it's just that simple and we tend to you know i was i was thinking i've thought a lot about that phrase where i said um we treat ourselves like you know, I'm worse of a sinner than I am a better than I am a saint. You know, I'm a sinner rather than saint. And what has happened is over time, we believe the lie about that. Like we believe that we're just continually evil, dirty, rotten sinners 
when in truth the redemption being redeemed by Christ has made us part of the sainthood. And it's only through him that that's happened. But praise God, it has happened. But we never talk about it or walk in it because we walk around really almost like Eeyore, you know, the guy in in, in uh, Winnie the Pooh, you know, and we're, oh, you know, poor old me. And the reality is we're supposed to live in the joy of, yeah. of Christ, Ricky. I love the phrase there in verse... Is it is it for yeah, he crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. So mm-hmm. I I love the illustration. Like I love how poetic it is. Yeah. He he is setting a crown on my head of his love, like God's love and his mercy. So he I'm, I was thinking about this idea of just this picture of God pouring out his love onto me so that in return I can pour out my love onto other people. Mm. And if I view myself that way, like verses one through five here, this is my identity. Mm. This is Richard Joseph Kennedy's identity. Right. Like I'm not my past. I'm not my shame. I'm, I am a child of God who has the favor and the benefits of God. Right. Man, that gives me confidence. And I I have God's love. I have God's forgiveness. I have God's um, healing. I have um, His mercy. Mm. And because I have that from Him, and it doesn't end. Right. It says steadfast love. That's right. Like constant, never-ending love and mercy of God. And therefore, I can give that to other people, like a never-ending fountain. Yeah. It's just so beautiful. Well, he, he lists those things after he puts the phrase, I never forget the good things he's done for me. Yeah. Okay? So he does good things for us, and it makes me think about the good things people have done for me. Um, and it makes me feel, uh, in a way, indebted, more of maybe in honor or, like, gratitude. I'm so thankful. I am grateful for those people doing that. And... Um, our staff, for an example, had an opportunity to um, go be a part of a retreat last fall with um, a family in Tennessee that has a has a farmhouse, and they let us come up there. And one of the things they do is feed us. You remember that? It was great. And they it was feed, like the best ever. Yeah, and they feed us really well. And I mean, probably borderline glutton, you know. And you have to be Man. careful not to. And so. They're, one of the things they have is this outside pizza oven. Right. And, man, I mean, you know, she makes these pizzas that are, to, to use the gourm, the word gourmet is almost like like not even close to what she does. They're, they're very personalized. Like, you are able to put the toppings on. You are able to get involved in it. And you are able to be, to watch that fire burning that puts the brown crust on the edge of that pizza it's just awesome it's an awesome thing but it's her blessing to give it to you Mm. to let you enjoy that and you know being 22 years in youth ministry i'm kind of a pizza expert right and those are the best i mean when you have somebody that's putting their you know they're making that dough days ahead and it's getting to rise and it's getting to just be just perfect 
and they know how to put it out on the pan perfect and get it all wonderful where it's this thin and crispy and just delicious pizza when it gets out, you know. And you just sit there and just the goodness of Italy in your mouth. Woo! <laughs> you know, it's great. Does pine- Let me ask you this. Does pineapples belong on pizza? Oh, man, now... Now, Bobby, I don't know. Is that a know. sin? Or did, is did that... they even know that Uncle Bobby's here with us today? So I totally forgot to do my proper intro of who's all here, and so I'll I'll um I'll, I'll put that in the beginning. I'll yeah. put that in the um the pre-record beginning. But yeah, so um, Robert Harmon is on, is on um, as a as a guest today, and uh, we'll um, I'll actually introduce him in the beginning. But um, yeah, man, yeah. Do you think? Yeah. Pepper, the uh, pineapple goes on it? Nope. It's a sin. <laughs> well, I'm not going to go that far, but it's it's not my favorite. I know people that love it, um, especially my friends from Hawaii. They say in the world of pizza, it's a sin. Oh, okay, okay. You know, So the point is, pizza is so good. Homemade pizza is so, so good. She, They literally built the pizza oven, That's and right. it's so good and yeah. delicious. And it's the same thing with God. He loves to give us amazingly good things of the world that he's created for us to enjoy. You know, and and this is going to sound silly. Maybe the listener that's driving will enjoy this, so I hope you do, whoever you are. But you take the pizza illustration a step further. So you call into the pizza place, and you tell them how you want your pizza. Whatever your favorite topping is, even if it's pineapple, uh, but if like, okay, my favorite single topping is going to be, I know it's a surprise, but breakfast bacon. Okay. I want crispy bacon on my pizza. I love it. Okay. And now I'll put that on there, obviously meat lovers and all that kind of stuff. And I like one that we had at the, at the farmhouse was very unique and it was a Reuben pizza and it had all that good, you know, um, corned beef and whatnot on there with the, with the, um, um, sauerkraut stuff or whatever you call it. And it was just so good how she did it. And, and then you had the little thousand Island, you dip it in and everything like that. You know, isn't God like that? What, what's what totally. the Bible, the Bible says is scripture says that if you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. Yeah. Psalm 37, four. And so in the midst of you delighting yourself in the Lord, which is key phrase there, he blesses you with mm. your favorite topping in a way. You know, and so um, it's it's just a this scripture, you know, aside from pizza, everybody loves talking about that and kind of joking about that today. But the reality is, and and David says this in several other places, his goodness endures forever. Yeah. Like his mercies endure, his goodness endures, his faithfulness endures, and his love for us goes on forever. And all these blessings that he has that he says, don't forget the good things, you know? Mm. Wow. Man, I was trying to think of, so the, it says he has redeemed my life from the pit. And uh, I was trying to think mm. of like, man, how has God redeemed, like, man, God has given me an amazing life. Yeah. Like he has been so, so, so good to me. I have a, loving family, home life, um, beautiful wife, a beautiful daughter. We have a great family. And I came from a divorced family. When I was three years old, my parents divorced one another, and they, um, I love my parents, 
And, um, but we had a hard upbringing because they, they got a divorce and I'm, I statistically 50% of people who are going to listen to this podcast today, they come from a divorce and maybe 50% of the people you have been through a divorce yourself. And, and so that's my story, but like, man, that's not my story now. Um, after I've been married, like God's given me a beautiful family and we, we, we love one another and that's his, we recognize that that's his favor. Mm. Like that's his blessing and goodness to me because he's just so good. If it, I, I could trace you through my life. If it were up to me, my own ways, I would not be, I would have, I would probably be in a pit. There have been several times in my life where I was headed to the pit and God just grabbed my little hand and dragged and guided me the other Mm. direction because of his loving kindness. So just like what right now, my daughter, she's learning to walk and we have to hold her hands. We hold both of her hands. She spreads her hands out and, and we help her to walk. Right. And that's what I love the picture because God does that with my life right. he guides me to the good things don't go to the pit mm. don't 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 live a life of of destruction live a life of goodness that's right you know psalm 40 1 through 3 says i waited patiently for the lord he inclined and he heard my cry he lifted me up out of the pit out of the miry clay mm-hmm. He set my feet upon a rock and made my footsteps firm. And many will see and fear the Lord. They will sing a new song. What what an incredible picture that. It's kind of, I mean, it's kind of just what he does. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of like, you take Marie, you mentioned Marie and, you know, what a beautiful child. You would never, like you would protect her from harm. You would... Yeah. You would make sure she has all the blessings that she needs and all the all the all the great things in life and you know God is our father. He's like that. That's what he does. You know, um Robert, I know we've talked a little bit about you just about pits you've been in before and how God pulled you out. Yeah, I've been in several pits. You and, know, and there's sometimes as a kid coming up, like he said, he'd grab you by the shirt and say you knew it wasn't some something you were supposed to do, but it felt like if you did it, you knew you was going to get tore up at home and, and Jesus was going to be mad at you too. He wasn't going to be mad at you, but he, you know, you felt something. Guiding you. Kind of told you and said, hey, you don't need to do this. It's mm. not worth it. Yeah. I mean, as a little bitty kid, you know, you don't think nothing about like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But as you get older and you get wiser, you think about something like that. You see how God has worked in your right. life. Right. I mean, you sit back in the in the cockpit and let the autopilot come on, and you kind of see what he's done. Wow. Yeah, that's good. Well, sometimes, as we talked about on Sunday, things aren't glorious. Things aren't good. And sometimes we get sick. Hmm. And we, we discussed Sunday how sometimes we get sick and... We get better. A lot of times we get better. Right. Sometimes people don't get better. And a lot of people deal, live with, with ongoing illnesses yeah. that they, that they pray for healing and, and they don't receive. A lot of people 
do do receive healing. And and the verse here says that you heal all my diseases. Robert, in your sermon on Sunday, you did deal with this, which I know a lot of people appreciated. You dealt with the pers- you you talked about the perspective. Right. Okay. We are super prone to be hyper focused. We can't help it. Right. But all we know is our earthly life. The right. 70, 80, 90, 100 years that we have here on this earth. But when you look at our life from a kingdom, eternal perspective, this is just a vapor, man. That's right. And you you did a great job explaining that Jesus did come to save and heal. Right. And he did that while he was on earth, and he still does heal. And we have hope that we will have ultimately ultimate healing in heaven. But I think the 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 beautiful thing to remember is the perspective. Yes. That this 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 eighty years we have here is a vapor, man. It's, That's right. It's it's just a very small portion of our life in comparison to eternity. So it's the same thing that Robert just talked about when he was talking about a child and God. Like, like I don't care if you're 80 years old, you know, you're still God's child, and he's still going to try to direct and guide and all those sorts of things from you, which means we don't always see as he sees. Like, you talked about perspective, and you talked about seeing from this angle, you know, basically. But God sees from every angle. He sees from... Um, stuff that you and I never even think about, and he's thought about it 10 steps in a move. I'm, I think I mentioned Sunday in my sermon that it's kind of like chess to God, you know? Like, I know it's not necessarily a game, of course, which is good news, um, but the fact that when you play chess, you're thinking moves ahead of the move you're making, okay? Yeah, and there's a lot of different moving pieces. I used to play a lot of chess when I worked at a Y after school program with the kids because... Uh, it was something that would take a lot of time, but it was also something really challenging. And uh, a lot of the kids really enjoyed that part of it. And it helped, it, like it taught me different things about this game as well, which is interesting because, uh, you know, the kid always wants to beat you, right? And so you have to be on your toes and you have to be thinking way ahead in this game. Well, you know, God is moving pieces that we don't even know are on the board, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's got this big picture. Um, the The great part is, as his redeemed, we get to play some part in that. You know? It's like he's got a big puzzle and the chess pieces are coming together. He already knows what's going on behind the scenes. And he's just sitting there as the dots connecting. He's getting happier and smiling. That's just what it's I It's his believe. glory. That's right. It's his yeah. will and his way. You know, it's like... it's. One thing we say around here is that there's no chance meetings, and we believe that God ordains our steps, and as we're walking with him, he certainly does. And so you could be at a restaurant or in a uh, store or whatever and have an opportunity to talk with somebody, pray with them, encourage them, and it's because God is using you to actually help in their redemption story. And that's pretty cool, too. What a great perspective. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Redemption, that's a powerful word. Just one simple little word, and it's just very, very powerful. Mm-hmm. Redemption. I like it. That's what it says. He redeems us right there. Redeems us from death. Mm. Now, 
He gives us strength like an eagle. I loved your illustrations that you gave about Mm. an eagle. The verse says, verse 5, The Lord satisfies you with good. We've been talking about that. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. And um, youth. Okay, my daughter is about to be, she's almost a year old. And man, she's got some energy. She is literally the Energizer Bunny. And Caitlin and I were talking about this verse this morning and how <laughs> she, uh, that you know, the Lord's saying, He gives us energy and strength like little kids. Okay? And I think that, I, okay, for me, when I worship and connect with God, I receive a really great amount of energy, whether it's mental, is mental, emotional, and physical. When we connect with God, He really does strengthen us to keep living. Hmm. What about you guys? Do you have you experienced that when you connect with God? God just mm, fills you up. I feel like if you tap into Him, He's like a vessel, and it's just like a. It's called the Jesus juice, is what I call it, the Jesus energy drink. Just tap into him and let it flow, man, and he'll fill you back up because there's there's some days you don't feel like getting out of the bed or some days you don't feel like doing this. Just get up and make the bed and just start praising and worshiping Jesus and get that Jesus juice flowing. Whatever you got to do, Jesus juice, that's it. Jesus says it another way. He says um, in Matthew 6, 33, what's he say? Y'all know? Seek first the kingdom of, of God yeah. and his righteousness. And? And all these things that you worry about and that you need will be added unto you. All these things. All these things. So when you seek first the Lord, his righteousness, his ways, he takes care of the rest. I mean, and so yeah, I mean... So that's a you know a lot of a lot of people that are in church a lot of people that have followed Jesus for a long time struggle with the fact of you know they go well, I can't understand what God's doing I'm I'm I don't understand He's trying to trick me or something and they have this mindset He's not It's all there Stay in His Word Stay in uh, His favor and the way you stay in His favor is by submitting yourself to Him seeking first His righteousness not your own you know. Um, it's not about us, it's about him, and we have to continually remind ourselves to do this. Um, the scripture doesn't point to any of our greatness. It points to what he does for us. And we just need to remember that in scripture. Um, you know, I love the line in the book that says it's not about me. It's just, it's not. It's about him. And it's about the Lord. And um, the good news is, or the great news, is that we get to be a part of his mission. He invites us to follow him, make disciples, and be on mission with Jesus, literally on mission with him. And uh, it's just another part of his grace. Yeah. Yeah, and when we step out in faith to do what he's called us to do, he gives us energy and the ability to do it even when it doesn't make any sense. That's right. Slow and steady wins the race. (laughs) Well, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul and all that is within me, bless his holy name. 
Thank you guys for joining in our discussion today of Psalm 103. We hope that we will all be encouraged to learn to praise the Lord. And we want you to know it is our desire to encourage and equip you to continue growing in your journey of faith in Jesus Christ.